singing majesty majesty your grace has found me just as I am empty hand above love in the hands we're singing
Hallelujah. Good evening to you from anywhere you are listening to us. This is the Vessels of Honors Foundation podcast channel. We're glad to have you join us this evening once again. Thank you for your time. Thank you for trusting us with your time to learn God's word. And as we share God's word today, we pray for direction, we pray for clarity, we pray for correction, we pray for growth, we pray for that we'll be better people at the end of this discussion. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this evening, um, I won't be taking so much of our time. I will just share a couple of things that um, Lord laid in my heart. Um, not recent, has been um, a series of things God has been laying in my heart. I'll just quickly share with you. And um, I would like to anchor this discussion uh, on Matthew 25, from verse 14 up until 30. I'm sure we all know the story. It's, it's a parable of the three servants. The one with ten talents, the one with the five, then the one, sorry, the one with the five, the one with two, and the one with one. So uh, we, we we can see from the parable, which we all know, that the five, the guy with five talents, was able to trade, was able to invest, was able to put into work, and was able to get five more to mix ten. And then the guy with two was also able to invest with the little he was given to make two more. And then the one with one talent was just able to hide it in the ground. And when the master returned, he accused him of being a wicked master and a master that wanted to sow way as uh, reap way as unsown. And then we all know the punishments that followed after, <clears throat> or not punishment, the consequence that followed after, which was um, him going, um, him being cast cast away from the from the kingdom into a place where there's nothing of it and as reward of a man who is not he was called wicked and lazy he was called a wicked and lazy servant now what I, the major part i want us to look at today is is the space in between when the master handed over the talent to them <coughs> excuse me and when the master returned what happened we can we know that we can assume that a series of things took place and this series of events that took place resulted into what um the what was what they were able to bring forth when the master was back what they were able to um what they were able to tender as a report when the master was around so what happened what did the five and two do what were they able to do to gain the extra um, five and two talent respectively and what did the guy with one talent do or what didn't he do and what were the limitations what caused them not to do the things he didn't do or what caused him to do the things he did that gave him that result or made him even give up because um, looking at the story when the master returned he accused him of being wicked and everything if if that was the case I, I even feel or oh, it's it's reasonable for the servant to uh, should um, to have voiced out because he knows that the master is definitely looking for profit. He should have accused the master when he was given the talent initially that um, he knows this is a wicked servant, um, he's a wicked master and everything. But if you bring it to today's context, don't let's take it far away. <clears throat> let's take it far away. Let's look at the um, startup investors relationship. We have a lot of them today. And um, um, we uh, most startups are always eager to to get funding from investors, but the investors are always very careful on who they give their money <laughs> their money to, you know, at the end of the day, so that they won't end up losing their money, adding money. So it's like an investor coming now. Okay, I've passed the stages of um, 
questioning and they see okay you're a viable company to to invest in and they call you they sit down with you okay i'm going to give you this amount of money this amount of money this amount of money and for for sure they're expecting a return they're expecting you to maximize profit and give them a return on their initial capital now looking <coughs> excuse me now the difference between a startup that scales like the five years first five years that doesn't crash and the and um, we relate that kind of startup to the five and two, and then the one that crashed after probably five years of start of starting up on investors' money to the one um, to the one with the one talent. And let's see what what could have actually taken place. What could have happened? Because when you're investing, there's there's this when you're looking for investors, there's this common thing you say like, okay, you believe your company will grow this this. You have all the estimation and everything. You have it all worked out on paper. It's all looking feasible and everything and stuff. But what happens? What really happens? Because this thing is a common thing in the entrepreneur world and everything. It's a really common thing for people to say, okay, this is my business. This is what it can be. It's a million dollar company and everything and everything. You can hype your business and you can do all your calculations on books. But in the end, we we only have a few startups that scale past that level. We have a few startups that actually yield profits. We have a few startups that really hit that point and pass the mark of startup per se and become established. So what really happens? What really happens? And using this scenario, it's 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 where we call the, the stage of work, the stage of putting in the work that is needed, putting in the, the work that is needed. If you are not able to put in the work that is needed, if you are not, that's that's like the first barrier you face, the, the stress you have to go through as an entrepreneur, as a startup um, company, as a startup owner, the stress you have to go through, the sleepless nights you have to go through, the the, the learning you have to do, the, a lot of learning on the spot that you have to do. If you are not dedicated, if you are not strong enough, if you are not determined enough, if you are just, if you never had that strong determination initially, even <laughs> strong determination initially doesn't drive it all through. You have to keep encouraging yourself. If you are not persistent enough to see through that you scale through it is it is most likely going to end up in, in shambles it's going to end up crashing now looking at the five um the first two servants the one with five and two talents the the bible in nrv niv translation specifically said especially of the second um second servant said he went to work with it he invested he went to work went to work but the 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 um, first servant was was just lackadaisical about it. Probably when he got the money, he was now he was faced with the with the um, with the work face of of making profit with that money. He could have said when um, the master came, like okay, the master, like don't worry, I'll establish you guys. I'll give you um, I'll give you five million. I'll give you two million, and I'll give you one million. I know you guys, yeah, 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 good guys. I know that if I invest in your company, I'll be able to make returns and everything. And they all, yeah, yeah, don't worry, we'll surprise you. We'll do this, we'll do this. You have um, two hundred percent profit at the end of the at the end of this year. But by the time you return, will be this and that. But when they got to the act of working, he saw that this work was too much. He probably was not prepared for it. He thought it was going to be a walk in the park. But when you face this work, when you face the aspect of of him putting his hands to work, of doubling that money, of making investment, of making profits with that money, he was not. He was found wanting. He was not. He was not capable. He was not able to reach. He was not able to give it all that it requires. All that it requires. And we can see that relating to a lot of things we see in um, in. Uh, in our lives currently in this dispensation as Christians, we can see that we 
yes there's a part of grace and grace does not the grace does not overrule the pathway you have to walk because faith, um, faith without works is actually dead faith is without works is dead and grace is um faith is the is the anchor in which grace can operate if you don't have faith if you don't have faith in christ you can't live in the dispensation of grace and it is clearly stated that faith without works is dead faith without works is dead which means there's a part where your faith puts you on a pedestal to achieve greater things but there's a part where you are also ready to put in the effort required from your end to do these things to make sure these things happen christ died so that you can be saved christ christ didn't just god didn't just say in heaven and just kept on saying i have faith that these people will be saved i have this i have this this will be saved and stuff like that when the, when got to the time for the work to be done the work on the cross to be done christ came even when he came he was not just he, he was waking he woke up in the early hours of the day to um, to handle the day's business he prayed he went to a place where the disciples didn't, um, didn't were not he was the only one there and he prayed in the early hours of the day and but when he got to the to the d-day when he was meant to die on the cross he still had to go to the cross to die he still has to do that work. He still has to put in that effort to make sure that salvation can be available to yourself and I today. And salvation that He has given us, given unto us, is a gift and are meant to profit with. We are not just salvation is not just um, for us to escape one problem or the other, or for us to. It's not just. It's not a selfish. It's not a gift meant for ourselves alone. It's not. It's not. A, it's, it's a gift that He has given unto us to profit with, to profit with, and that's where. And that's where the work, the, the work also comes alongside the gift he has given unto us, which means we have to preach these words, we have to preach this salvation to people, we have to reach out to people, and through different means and tactics, that's why God has given us skills, talents, intellect, and everything, so that we can make good use of the gift he has given unto us, we can give, make profit, we can profit with the gift he has given unto us, not just, um, not just I believe um, I'm Christian, Christ died for me, hallelujah, I'm waiting for the rapture, I'm going to heaven, no, there's a lot to be done, there's a lot of work to be done, to depopulate the kingdom of darkness, there's a lot of work to be done and that's why as a christian your major aim is to look for impact in every society in every sphere of influence that you find yourself your number one aim is to make impact so that when you make that impact you can attract people to christ you can attract people to christ christ said you are the light of the world and you didn't say you're the light of the church or you didn't say you're a light to yourself you said you're a light of the world in essence it means you have to shine this light to the world to illuminate the world so that the world can see for example if you're in a dark room and then there's a bulb now you can see the bulb is of effect and everything but if that you might not even appreciate the bulb as at that time but if the light should go out then you will know that okay this bulb was actually serving a great purpose this bulb, this bulb has been doing a great work for us so that, that that is that is an example of impact when you are not in a place let your presence also your absence be felt let your absence be felt so when you step into when let your presence be felt let, let you be a solution provider be a giver of of life to the place you enter and these things don't just come there's a dedication there's a fire um, there's an intentionality that comes with achieving these things and and as christians we have we have a sure hope that christ is with us and that is why if we keep doing our sphere the things that we can do as ordinary man, men and we don't explore we don't do the things that we need the spirit of god to do through us then how can we say we are we are making good use of <coughs> the uh, of christ or uh, how can we say we are making good use of the gifts we have been given the gift of the holy spirit to walk through us i have a couple of things written that i'll just read and um we'll just end it 
end the discussion here today. So I heard here this was um, when I was listening to this um, some, um this song just breathe the name upon me breathe and and I was having a med- using it to, I was listening to it while meditating and and I was receiving this these words from myself and sharing with you. So he said if you don't do the impossible quote unquote things why would you need a breath? That is, if you stay at the level of mediocrity, if you are not pushing yourself to be better at everything you do, then there's no essence of the breath of the Holy Spirit walking through you, which means what you can do naturally is what you are doing. So there's no need for the supernatural to step in. Also, I have it written here. It is in the stre- stretching that there's growth. Stretching places a demand on the source. And thus causes growth. It is when you stretch your ability and capability that you are able to. You say you have grown. Like when you stretch yourself, in things doing things that you naturally believe you can't do. When you place yourself in that position to do these things, when you, when, when you try to you you turn your knees and say, God, do these things through me. It is when you are stretching yourself. You are stretching your capacity. You are building muscles. It's like. Um, in a fix now, like in a, um, there's a okay. For example, there's a boxer and um, he's given a mandate to punch down a wall, and they have been punching down this wall, punching down, punching this wall, punching this wall, and the wall is not moving. The wall is made of very strong concrete. He has been dosing it big, big dose. He has been dosing, he giving his big doses of blows, and then the wall, the wall is still rigid and everything. And he's about to give up, and then he's, he, he faces his coach like he's giving up and he's ending boxing because he was not able to break down the wall. And Christ is, and <clears throat> his coach is like, Yes, I've not been able to break down the wall. Look at your muscles, look at your muscles, even if you are not able to achieve that aim, if you are not able to do that thing that seems impossible at the moment, know that you have gained capacity by developing yourself, you have developed one way or the other. So there's no excuse for mediocrity, there's no excuse to keep being at the same level that you are. There's always there's always every reason as a Christian that you get better at everything you do. It is a man Christ was not a mediocre and if Christ is our perfect example, then we can't be a mediocre, we have to be excellent in the things we do. That's why we keep pushing ourselves through the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I also have here, if you don't want to do something bigger, or you always do something in the limit of your capacity, you won't realize your need for the breath. That is God and His provisions. So I also have written here, without stretching, you can't. You can never know the capacity of the Spirit through you. And because God is interested in your growth, he sometimes allows you to grow, go through hard times. He has not promised a smooth journey, but he has promised to be right there with you through the storms. So, um, and I have here, I think this is the final point. If you run through such storms with your power alone, you will break. It has to be by the Spirit through you. So stop fighting, just eat your knees and pray. It is only by the Spirit you can unlock some realms of growth. You can only do so well with the spirit, without the Spirit, but you cannot be delivering on premium on the premium you to the world. You can't be delivering on the premium you to the world. So I'm just charging us this evening. I'm charging us this evening that whatever you're doing, whatever you're whatever you're getting better at whatever you're trying to do. I don't know if it's looking frustrating. I don't know if you're at the point of giving up, but I'm here to charge you that it's it's for a while. The, the process is for a while. And at the end, you become better off for it. And Christ is with you because you are getting better at the things you are doing. You are living the stage of mediocrity. You are living the stage of local champion. And God is, is actually supporting you. But don't forget that you have to do it through the power of Christ. If not, you are going to break. So you can't do it with your strength alone. If you can do 
do it with your strength alone, then there's no need for Christ or the Holy Spirit to co- to come through you. And what's then the essence of our of our Christianity? If you're able to scale through this process without Christ, know that 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 is just a mediocre level. There's still more. And when you when you begin to place a demand on the supply of Christ, then you know you are doing things that are beyond your capacity. Then you know you have just started doing and working by the Spirit. It is not always it is not it's not always easy to to do these things, but it takes determination and through the spirit um through the help of Christ um through the help of the Holy Spirit and through um through through our dedication we always see these things true we always see these things true so I'm charging you this evening don't give up don't don't look back don't don't give in to fear don't give in to the fear of failure don't give in to any form of fear you know, just know Christ is with you Christ is you always recognize that always reckon with that I know the spirit is made available and the breath of Christ is available to see you through so I'm just going to pray with you this evening Father thank you this evening for your word that your word has gone to to shape in people's lives to give strength into people to encourage people to encourage the weary at this moment we thank you because your word has given directions to a lot of people thank you because your word is healing us right now and giving us the right purpose to find it's giving us the right purpose in which you have created us thank you Jesus for hearing us you're letting me praise forevermore thank you in Jesus Jesus name we pray. Thank you once again for joining in this evening. It's so glad to have you here. And I hope this word has been valued for your time. We would like to hear from you. You can share, you can click on the comment button um, somewhere there and share to um, share um, your thoughts and how this message has blessed you with us. And also you can join us this Friday during our search um, sessions where we pray together as Christians, lift our voice high to God. And we pray for different situations, reasons as the Spirit to lead us. And also, um, on next week Sunday, we will also be sharing God's word on the same platform, same time. God bless you. Have a glorious week ahead.